Today, I sit down with someone who negotiates in hostage situations, helps leaders around the world achieve their business goals, and brokers deals with government officials. Enjoy this episode with Miltos Gudamanis, CEO of Global Strategies Council in the business of global advising. My name is George Strombolis, and I'm extremely passionate about traveling the world, meeting new people, and learning about new businesses. Join me as I sit down with other entrepreneurs to learn about their journeys. This episode of Invigorate Your Business starts now. Very excited to sit down with you. Uh, since like the first day I've met you, I've just been blown away with just your background. You know, uh, how modest you are, but how much you have done um, while you've been here. And you're the CEO and founder of Global Strategies, um, which is a global advisory council. You sit down with executives, CEOs, industry leaders, C-level people, and you, you just make a lot of amazing things happen. So can you just give us a little background on what you do? Perfect. Thank you, George, first of all. I'm very happy that uh, we have this initial discussion, I would say. Uh, definitely, uh, my name is Miltos Gudamanis, uh, Global Strategies Council, a company that we actually started uh, as a concept, and then it became more serious, I would say. We started back in 20, 2010, but officially, officially 2012, I would say. And uh, we registered as uh, a Texas corporation, and then we did like more like a California-based, and then we expanded. It's a company that uh, maybe in U.S. Uh, they call it lobbyist firm, but we are more like a senior advising firm. Okay. Um, in other countries, uh, they call it uh, investment advisors. Uh, in other countries, they call it business development. Yeah. So we're trying to be all of the above uh, pending the cases that we take on. Okay. Do, do you get offended or bothered with the term lobbyist? Um, I guess I would say yes, uh, because I was born and raised in Greece. I uh, moved to the U.S. Uh, 30 years ago. But again, I'm still traveling a lot. And I'm saying that because lobbyists outside of U.S. is not allowed. It's a terminology that we use here in U.S., right. whereas everybody else, they don't use it because it's illegal. It's illegal, right. So, but definitely lobbyist uh, is uh, a good, uh, uh, I would say, word for the U.S. Okay. That, that's a great way of putting it. So in, in so someone reading this today or listening to this today from the U.S. and they, they want to be in the lobbyist game or the senior advisor game, you don't just wake up one day and say, I want to be a senior advisor and bring governments together, bring executives together. How do you go at the age that you are today being in a position to literally sit down with government officials and introduce different business concepts? How do you go from that was that always something you wanted to do when you were young to be in the senior advisor game like how does one get into this space you know it started i uh, would say yeah you go to the universities i went to university here at college actually in san diego um, graduated did my master but through all these times i was getting involved with different projects i remember uh even leaving time from the university to fly and meet some people uh, getting exposed out there, 
And that is why the one thing brings the other thing. The one meeting will bring two other, if not five other meetings. Uh, to become a senior advisor, it requires a lot of traveling and a lot of sacrifices. So you have to have it inside you in order to do that. Um, a senior advisor is not going to just wake up and say, I want to be a senior advisor. Uh, you're going to get exposed out there and the crowd will pick you because you have a lot of choices, I would say. And especially nowadays with the social media, everybody knows who you are, what you do. Sure. Um, so I guess uh, it was not uh, a choice, I would say. It was maybe the beginning a little bit of a choice, but then you become an expert and they come after you. And they come after you. And and do you feel where you're at today, do you keep getting stronger and better? Meaning five years ago, your your, your power, your connections just keeps getting stronger as you grow? Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, my, I mean, our goal is like we really trust and we believe and build teams. Okay. As long as you do that model, I would say, you'll be successful and you'll go further. You need to let it go on everything. Uh, you need to let it go of not being one person to be a team person. Um, same thing with the business. Uh, if you see one business is better than the other one, you need to let it go and really do the business that you really think you can do. Same thing goes with the advising. Uh, when we really take on on different companies and advising them for expansions in different places, uh, we see what is better to take on and let it go what they had before. Um, so it's a challenge, but uh, it's a good challenge. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you, in, in your position, advice, right? We want to give the listeners advice. What are some things when you sit down and you see some novice or younger uh, or inexperienced advisors in the room, what, what are some things that you see and you're like, you could see right through it, things that you shouldn't do when you're on this scale? Because you, you have to tread lightly and delicate, right, with all these groups. Are there any things that stick out that, you know, you should avoid? You know, like people being too eager or trying to... Yes, I mean, number one, I know it, I don't want to sound materialistic. I will see what they wear. Okay. Not the quality or if it's a specific brand or it's how they put themselves and how they got dressed that morning that they walk into the meeting. This is for me number one, because you see, if you are like presentable, this is how you're going to do your business. Uh, and of course, it's not going to be from the first time, because if you're going to work with somebody, you're going to see him again and again and again, or her. And you will know if they are stable of wow, of how they get dressed or what they do. So that's my, my number one. Number, number one, one okay. I'm going to check how are they dressed. And again, I'm not looking for brands. The way they the put themselves package. together. Exactly. Right, right. Um, number two, definitely I want to see who is really jumping in the questions or who is really keeping quiet and sitting back. Is uh, one favorable over the other? Like when you're faced with that? It depends on the subjects, I would say. Okay. Uh, sometimes uh, if you're like too quiet, which I've seen in my case, uh, it's not a good thing. Okay. Uh, it's good to do the mistake. Uh, as we know, you do mistakes, you learn. You make mistakes, you learn again and again. Um, definitely, uh, participation is an important thing, but also participation and sharing 
I want to see how they will react when we're sitting with the crowd. Do they accept what George is going to say? Okay. What Milters will say. So those three elements will make, if it's good, presentable, acceptable, and a team player, this is what really matters to me when I sit with somebody. Those are the first yes. three things, yes. which is great feedback to know. You know, and um, you're doing great, by the way. Yeah, no, I appreciate <laughs> it. And, and look, I'm feeding off you. Like even knowing that, like this, this is a, uh, this is really good. So the one thing, it's obviously public information. But we, we want to talk about, like, what are some things in your life professionally that was just, wow, I'm amazing at what I do, right? Like, this happened, and I know I get paid a fee, and I deserve it because I'm damn good. And then what was something that happened in your career where you're like, shit, like, I, I really, you know, fucked this up, or I really need to improve? Like, can you give us an example of each? Because... I, and I want to talk about a notable achievement as well. Yes, uh, I will uh, try to be, com- I mean, probably uh, comfortable of what I'm going to say. A um, couple of cases, I would say one was setting up uh, in Brazil um, a whole, uh, we've been requested from a specific uh, uh, government or uh, governor at a territory there to do a whole LNG infrastructure, uh, the whole plan, regasification plans. It was very important for the country um, to set it up. So for me, I think it was a good element because we had to play, especially in certain countries, between the federal and the state, which is complicated. And although maybe you have a state energy company that does not so much open to the federal the public uh, companies so had to be in the middle of it and at the end everything worked out perfect so i think it's a good achievement um and, and where where were you age-wise in relation like does, does age play a big factor yeah it, it, it does i would say well yes and no but uh i think uh we learn from the mistake from the mistakes the first uh 15 years right uh, and then you kindly have a little bit of experience. So at that time, it was probably like, uh, I would say, 12, 14 years ago. 12, 14, okay. Yes. Excellent. Um, and, then, and then just talking about the good stuff, like was there something, even personally in, in your life, where you just realized like you learned something from that, that, that was applied to work? I think every, uh, well, um, every day we learn. I get on a plane. And I see how the guy next to me is. Uh, this is a learning lesson for me. Um, I arrive, there is a crisis, there is a bad weather. I learn what I'm going to do in that crisis now. Right. Where is a whole plane trying to catch another flight or anything like that. So, um, I, there, like every day is, is, is a learning. It's not sure. So I've had the benefit to start doing business with you, and I've been on uh, Zoom calls. I've been in physical meetings with you in Athens and everything. And you, uh, you have a way of just being able to sit in a room of different backgrounds, right? Lighting, manufacturing, you know, shipping, finance, government officials, and what you're able to do and how you navigate. Um, it's, it's very inspiring and cool because you you read the room and then you're quickly able to speak to everyone. Um, you know, it's just, it's incredible just being able to do that. So just some feedback. I've always, always found that impressive. Um, no, so 
one of the main things uh, originally you had talked briefly about, it. I'm like, ah, is this guy for real? And then you start doing some research and research and it's very impressive. Can you talk to us about the Qatari situation high level? Cause I know a lot of the stuff that you do is very, but you, you know, Miltos was selected to represent a hostage situation with a Royal family. How does that even happen? Like, how do they even find you? Because you're, you're negotiating for someone's life for some loved one. How do you even get yourself in a position? It, it blows my mind to be in, even in that position and selected and be effective, you know? Well, that specific uh, case, actually, with other cases, but that case, uh, we got, like, uh, people to hear about us, write about us, because we're under FARA, Foreign Agent Registration Act, so everything had to be according to the Department of Justice of U.S., uh, we wouldn't do anything that will break any laws, obviously. But how we started, uh, it's all about trusting and uh, loyalty. Okay. And maintaining that name for a long time, if not forever. Um, a client, I mean, any case, if it go to a lawyer or go to a senior advising firm, it's how you're going to see your client and read the actual need. Okay. Because... The people are like distressed, they're uh, completely, I would say, lost, and they're desperate. Um, we have to read, and that's what we do, we read to move away from that desperation and provide what is better for them. Um, the specific case was actually, we got introduced because of our past experiences, we got very close to specific members of the royal family. Uh, there were a lot of meetings about the members of the royal family, and they picked us. Um, the Obviously, we had a whole team of people. Sorry, what was that timeline? Like, you just listed a bunch of steps. How fast is that happening in, in the situation? Yes, like uh, we're, like, actually discussing about the project, if I want to call it, uh, or the case for probably six to eight months. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and we're like learning and learning more information. And not only that, we're coming closer to the family as well to really understand and also to evaluate if they really need our service. Right. Because it's not just to meet a new case and jump on the case. We're not doing that. Yep. Uh, it's your name associated with exactly. it, Exactly. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. We're doing a lot of, uh, if I want to say, research and taking the time a little bit till we decide, okay, this is a case we want to take on. Okay. Um, definitely a lot of people think about, okay, this is a good case. Uh, it's going to generate a lot of like profits and income for our company and for our people and on and on. But we always take a step back. We study the case before we take it. Right. Uh, that, I would say past the six or seven months of discussion, of course, there was a change <clears throat> in the administration as well in the U.S., which we always uh, are very careful because we always work with uh, a specific case like this, obviously with the Department of Justice. And uh, at that stage, we had to wait a little bit longer to see how the transition will be officially okay. after January. And at the same time, we're leaving time to the family to see what will happen with that case. 
what will happen with the people that were kidnapped. Right, right. We didn't want to take a case if we're like in the middle of so many other uh, problems the case has. Sure, sure. So at that time it was more clear. The family wanted to really uh, engage with us. And that's how we got the contract. And yeah, it's, it's impressive. Uh, and, and we're going to put up links uh, on this as well with your background and your company and everything. So advice, you, you travel a lot, right? Yes. I love traveling. I travel a lot. Obviously, COVID slowed that down. Uh, any, any tips or advice? Like when you travel to a new city, you know, from the minute you leave your house to go there, you know, from the flights, from the hotels, do you have a procedure? You know that you usually follow with booking and all this uh, stuff. Yeah, I do actually. I know it's gonna sound a little bit weird for the listeners. Uh, I usually pack two days before. Okay. So I want to make sure that I have everything packed. I uh, might make some minor, tiny changes on my wardrobe, but I do have everything packed two days Ready before. Ready to go. Yes, because there is always a crisis. There, uh, there are always last-minute phone calls, Zoom call meetings. And I want to have a peace of mind. When I get on the plane, I have everything. It's all set. Yep. Okay. So then it's like taking a risk. And taking a risk is from the time that you really leave your house. Uh, either it's like getting on your plane and everything else. As soon as I arrive over there, I have my agenda. I don't stay at the hotel. I'll stay at the hotel if I have to do a meeting. Really? Okay. But I'm outside. Uh, and of course, one thing I will do. I will definitely read the latest news on restaurants and places on the specific city because I want to go and see why, what is the new place. Gotcha. And sometimes I get uh, my clients or our associates of surprise because they don't know about that place. And, and then you have that edge. You have that, it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what are you going to do now the next two to three years? That Hilton is renovating. That's... <laughs> So, fun fact, Miltos will stay there months at a time. That's right. That they're going to uh, rename it to the Milton. Yes, <laughs> right? exactly. Yes. Uh, well, uh, funny enough, actually, last, uh, when 2021 stayed 134 days just on the Hilton Athens. So, that says a, a lot. Third yes. of the year. That's a incredible. Third of the year, yes. Um, well, I'm looking a couple other places. Uh, don't want to name the places for advertisement <laughs> maybe not no sponsors yet so maybe let's let's not share exactly. it next time you come on we'll have yes, some ready but uh, when i want to say i was pretty happy with the hilton the people were really nice all these years yeah absolutely yes. um not a paid sponsor hilton so yes, if no, you uh, not a paid, no. uh what would you today where you're at what would you tell a 20 year old self like with what you've experienced now like what advice would you give yourself 20 years ago to stay on this path or maybe not like, is there something you would tell yourself? Yes, never underestimate yourself. Never. Stay, keep up, and have a lot of patience. Patience. A lot of patience. And trust people. You have to find people and to create a team. Yeah. You cannot be by yourself. Do you underestimate yourself at all even today? Uh, I'm trying not to. Sometimes yeah. I do. I feel like it's but, um, human nature yes, too. Yes. You know, second guess, or yes, maybe I would have done exactly, this, exactly. which is also a learning moment as well, right? Like, let's not do that at the same time next time. And uh, although I'm trying to, uh, every day, I would say uh, not to analyze too much, but I do. Yep. And it's the fine line where you stop analyzing and going on action. Yes. That's the key. Uh, absolutely. So early on in my career, I would try to get things to 100%, right? 
doesn't exist, right? 100%, 100%. And that difference from 95 where you think it is to 100 could be months and you're missing the boat where, you know, at my new company launched six years ago, I'm the 80-20. Let me get it to 80%, 90%, launch it. Let the market tell you what's good, what's bad. And uh, it's, you know, we've messed up a lot, you know, getting things too early, but the the good has far outweighed that. And even to this day, even with my team, like, let's get it to 90, launch it. They'll give us the feedback. We'll adjust and we'll go. Uh, and by the time we actually get to production with a product, it has to be 100%. But from then till actual purchase orders, um, I found it very beneficial for us. Now, we're not a doctor. You can't just do 90% of a surgery, right? So it varies. Um, but that's been, you know, big in my... But in business, I mean, it, it it's up to the person how much you're going to take a risk. Myself sometimes, and I know our accountants all the time are after me, because sometimes we say, you know what, this is a 51%. We have an extra vote, so we have to take off. We have to do the project. Right. No matter that it's not 60 or 70%. So... I would say in uh, a young age, let them take the risk. Let them take it. Exactly. exactly. Let them take the risk. Because you don't realize it when you're 20. You yeah. think you know, it's it's the greatest thing to do. Exactly. Right? And hopefully it works. And if it doesn't, you still have time to regroup and do it. Um, yeah. Sorry. And uh, and uh, keep the respect at all times. Your associates, your family, your friends. This is what will label you. In the years to come, who you are. Absolutely. And I've learned that, Milto, early on, you know, when you're looking at purchase orders or deals, early on, you think, I'm going to get rich off one deal or I'm just going to go all in early on. And the older you get, you start realizing the, the value of partnerships and teamwork and being together. It, it's the long, it's the long game, right? Well, right now it's like, yeah, you know what? You're, you're willing to go a little less on this deal if there's a chain reaction down the road, um, so it's always good to see that. But you got to get burned yes. and hopefully you realize that. But then there's people who are later in their career and they're still trying to get rich off every order, every interaction. Um, you know, and that's the other thing you must see. On A lot of people are just selfish in, you know, I'm going to meet this person because it'll benefit me from day one. How do you how do you deal with people like that? Like when you blatantly see people say, all right, I'm going to try to get friends with him because he's going to get me with this deputy, whoever, or whoever. It's got to be... It depends on the person. I mean, uh, myself, uh, maybe we'll put, uh, if I want to say, an expiration date for these specific people. Yeah. Uh, but we are very upfront, uh, or I'm uh, very upfront. Uh, if it's somebody that is going to take me to a certain level or person, we're very clear this is how we're going to work together. Right. And we maintain that. This is what we kept our legacy, if I want to say, all these years. Uh, we respect and we let everybody happy and they know from the beginning what it is for them. Right, right. And this is how is the team. Uh, somebody that will take us to a specific meeting, they know that it's not the owner of the meeting or the company. Yeah. So as long as you really clear up front and tell them this is your role in a way and they accept it, then we proceed. If not, we don't even proceed. You don't proceed. No. Because the more you go down this path, that's your reputation, right? One degree of separation could ruin a lot. And we and we stop a lot of projects because there is no time anymore. Right. There is no time because even if they tell you, oh, I want to discuss one new project, 
if we're like completely full, we don't want to discuss anything. Having him sit with us today is a big deal because he didn't have time. So <laughs> that's what he's trying to say in a, in a nice way. Very good, George. <laughs> no, but uh, the, you know, winding it down and we appreciate your time. How was 2020 for you? And then what's the future look like for Global Strategies Council? Like as you go in. 2020 actually was a very uh, good year, I would say, but close with the uh, actually losing my dad. So it was a kind of like a, you know, uh, a really bad year uh, at the end, I would say. But um, I am reborn. Right, right. Uh, cherish my dad's memory all the time and with my mom, of course. And uh, I would say 2021, it was uh, a completely new start in many levels, in different projects, in different countries. Right. And 2022, it's really taken off. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, and, and we, we've talked, you know, the, uh, the, the legacy, like the, the one thing, just talking about your father passing, he got to see you in your prime, yes. your success, yes. right? Like that's, that's our dream, as, especially as sons to their dads. It's like, I want them to see, because that's our pride, that's their pride. Like that, that's a blessing. And then the future blows my mind. You're, you're operating in dozens of countries, yes. right? Just keep rocking, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, actively would like in four countries, but of course, yeah. in many more. Yes. Amazing. Milto, we're going to put all the links up on there. Uh, definitely appreciate you sitting down with us and thank just you, giving us some feedback. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Invigorate Your Business with George Strombolis. Please hit the subscribe and like buttons and follow me on all the main podcast streaming channels. Also, please share your comments when you can. I appreciate your help in expanding this network to a worldwide audience. Until next time, stay invigorated.